0: I'm Denisha Simpson,
1: and I'm Joy McGowan, and And we we are are the the co-hosts to the the Resilient Black Women Women podcast.
0: Podcast. Our podcast is all about demystifying mental health for black women, women of color, and women everywhere.
1: You can learn more about our work with our nonprofit and our podcast by visiting resilientblackwomen.org. You
0: can also listen to our podcast at KUAF.com or subscribe to our podcast on any streaming platform.
1: Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for us to be back in the studio, Denisha.
0: I'm so excited too. It's nice to be in here with our producers and make face-to-face contact and the connection's just different.
1: Yeah, y'all, we've been recording episodes on Zoom lately and we are so sick of Zoom. So Hmm. (laughs) here we are back in person Um, and this feels good. And y'all, right now we're recording this. This is like end of the summer, school's getting ready to start. And so we wanted to have a conversation about transitions, boundaries, and barriers. And so that's kind of what this episode is all about. You'll hear a little bit more about Denisha and I and just learn a little bit more about our stories. Um, And we hope y'all like this episode. Uh, Today, I was thinking, Denisha, like, you know, as we were preparing, I was just thinking through how, at least for me, This is a season of just kind of like restarting some things um, and just trying to figure out like, what do I need with all these transitions that are getting ready to happen in my life? Um, And I'm wondering, does August kind of feel like a time of transition for you as well or the fall? Does the fall typically feel like a big moment of transitions for you too?
0: It does. First and foremost, I love the fall because I love the weather, mm-hmm. just the nostalgia of it, and I'm not a big summer heat person, <laughs> so I love that part of the transition. Um, it does for in August. Um, there is a tendency of where okay things are about to speed up. Um, sometimes you look more forward to weekends than you do a Monday, yeah, <laughs> um, just because of all the responsibilities and activities and. Mm-hmm. Just engagements that you have to attend and go to um, or feel bad that if you're not present. Mm. Um, So for me, like in the fall, I think sometimes it's harder. On Sundays, I just want to skip church, if I'm being honest. Mm. So I'm like, oh, my goodness, tomorrow's Monday. Like, I have to get up for work. The kids have to go to school. Like, can I just not sleep in? So I think it's just harder to, like, be in all these different places in the fall.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know for me, I've been reflecting on how I've just been in a, I feel like I've been in a constant state of transitions, right? Like, you know, I recently left my full-time job and started Mm -hmm. my own business, and I feel like I've been using July. I used July as a time to just kind of like rest and reset because I know on my calendar I have... Almost two speaking engagements every month (laughs) from now until mid October, and so in my head I'm just like, okay, I just got to get ready because everything's about to restart, Mm -hmm. and kids, like you said, kids about to go to school, and I got to be ready. Um, And so I could just feel myself like getting ready to like change a bunch of things. We're moving, (laughs) 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 so I just feel like there's so many things that need to be done. I have Mm -hmm. to do. and most importantly, like, recently for me, I just recently found out that I was pregnant. And so I think this pregnancy has also been a part of, like, my a major transition in my life. Mm-hmm. And you're just trying to, like, slow down and think, okay, what do I need to have a healthy pregnancy, a healthy joy, mm-hmm. a healthy family? Because I've already had so many other transitions mm-hmm. before finding out that I was pregnant. Right. right. So. I just feel the need to like I want to slow August down just a little bit Mm -hmm. um, and just focus on like, okay, what do I need? Um, When you think about the transitions that naturally happen for you in the fall, what are the things that you try to prioritize? Um, My emotional
0: energy, Mm -hmm. I feel like. So that way I can be present and not just be present, but be like positively present like my son he's gonna have football games coming up Mm -hmm. they are later this year than they were um last year so we're probably not gonna get home until like 10 something at night on Mm -hmm. the week night and but I really want to be present and so when he looks up in the stands he can see me there he can see me smiling he can see me cheering um Mm -hmm. so my emotional energy I feel like I really have to be intentional with um this year
1: how do you protect that
0: Boundaries, which we're going to get to a little bit later on, mm-hmm. but setting boundaries.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about, I love that, that point of like emotional presence. I feel like I have a lot of friends right now who are, who have been trying to be more emotionally present with their children mm-hmm. in the season because like their kids are like still like under 10, 11, mm-hmm. and they're just trying to be more, more emotionally present. Um, and I feel like that's been a really big deal for people, and as I think about like my own stuff of like where I'm at, and and like this is now my fourth baby, I'm like, okay, I too want that too. Like, I want to be more emotionally present, and I love how you connected it to your energy. Mm-hmm. Um, because like in this pregnancy, I'm like, I don't have a lot of energy, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, lo- I feel like I'm losing energy at certain parts of the day and all that stuff. So when you saw that, I'm like, ooh, that resonates so much. Like, mm-hmm. how do I protect my energy? And one of the things that, the things that I've been doing are also related to boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got to have really good boundaries mm-hmm. of, um, for me, like, saying no and and, and maybe even like regretfully so, because there are so many things that like I do want to do, right? <laughs> but like I still have to say no because mm-hmm. I think about my energy. Now I think about like I need to have energy for clients, for family, for children, mm-hmm. for husband, for my mom. Like mm-hmm. I need to have enough emotional energy for all of these people, right? Who have already said that they deserve the best of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, being able to say no to things are. Are huge. Oh, huge. yeah.
0: Especially for you in your season when you literally have something, another human being, a baby, taking energy from you physically. Zapping it. Yes. In. Yeah.
1: All they do is take right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when the babies are ready. When they're inside of you, they just take. Right. <laughs> just take all, all, the, all the good from you. Right. <laughs> uh, you have to do so much work to monitor your energy. Um, and that's good. Yeah. That's really, really good. As we talk about, like, so we both talked about this energy thing, and then we both mentioned boundaries, (laughs) boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. How do you define boundaries? Like, when your clients help, like, when you're trying to talk to your, like, you know, because I feel like boundaries comes up all the time when I'm working with clients. It does. It's like, how do you define that? I For yourself, or clients?
0: So, when we first um, agreed to talk about this topic, I had to sit down and do some reflection because I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't. I don't want to feel like a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had to reflect because boundary comes up. Ever since I would say post-COVID, boundaries have come up so much with clients. And so when I was sitting down and doing this reflection, I'm like, "Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see how when... We start talking about ways to navigate through boundaries. Clients might, you know, adjust in their seat or start to feel uncomfortable or even want to back out from the emotion that that brings um, mm. because boundaries are hard. Mm-hmm. Um, saying no is hard. Um, looking internally first to say, what do I have in me to give and not feeling like a failure if it's not all there? That is hard. Yeah. Um So when I think of boundaries, I think of being able to say, I can't do this right now. Um, I'm not able right now. But not only being able to do that, but being okay with it Mm -hmm. um, without that shame coming up or that guilt guilt. mm -hmm, coming up. And I've also learned that boundaries they also can't be rigid, right? So there's a side where, yes, I'm setting this boundary, and I can prioritize this, but also based on the season of life I'm in or whatever's happening in my life, I have to be able to move and have to be able to be flexible with those boundaries. Yeah. Because if not, then that sense of failure will come up. Does that make sense?
1: That makes perfect sense, yeah.
0: I know that sounds very counterintuitive, but
1: no I think I think you're right I think that that's very much how I talk about boundaries with my clients too um the sense of I always say that like I think we grew up thinking that boundaries needed to be walls yes like I'm creating a fortress around Uh me and everything Uh that I love Uh and keeping all of this negativity and this is what it means to protect my peace blah 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 And when I end up talking to clients about it, I'm like, actually I think boundaries are more like a gate. And I think you get to take the fence down Uh and reorganize the fence however and whenever you want. Uh Um, And you get to change your mind about people, places, and things that you want to visit, that you want to allow to come into your life and that you don't want to allow to come into your life. Right. Like I think you get to change it based on safety. And I think the only reason, maybe one of the reasons, maybe not the only. Maybe one of the reasons (laughs) we tend to think of boundaries as walls or a fortress is because of our need for protection. Yes. Right? Like Mm -hmm. we talk about attachment all the time. And I think when there has been trauma, um, and trauma can be not just like something bad happened to me, but maybe something good didn't happen.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I didn't have what I needed growing up. Um, And maybe not just because, like, my mom or my dad was a horrible person. (laughs) Because, like, my mom and my dad also didn't have what they needed to give me what I needed. Mm -hmm. And so they did the best they could to allow me to become an adult (laughs) and keep me safe, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, when we have systems uh, that create things like poverty and racism and all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there are really good reasons. That we grow up thinking that boundaries are like a fortress. Right. And how do I just protect myself mm-hmm. and keep myself safe and keep everything that I love behind this wall? Cause I don't want to let any of this stuff in. Right. And so, but I think like the more that I've learned about boundaries, I when I explain it to my clients, I try to explain it as like, I want you to think of like a house with like a garden and like a gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I think about boundaries of like, who do I want to be on the sidewalk? When people come into my neighborhood and they see joy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who do I want them to see? How do I want them to, like, experience me? And if I see people walking in my neighborhood and they are hot because it is hot in Arkansas, <laughs> and I could tell that they're hot. And I'm like, hey, you need a water bottle? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. I don't like to go in my house and go get a water bottle, right? Mm-hmm. Right, we, there's a boundary like you're probably just like a sidewalk person that I know in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You're probably not coming to my house, coming to my living room, and you're not doing any of that stuff, right? You're just right. hanging out on the sidewalk. And I want to be a person that like sees people, cares for people,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: can just show up with like some compassion and grace. Mm-hmm. Period. And I can do that on the sidewalk and I can do that in my most intimate relationships. And mm-hmm. then when I think about like the house, Okay, but then maybe I have some friends who, like, come over and they hang out in my living room. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's the only place that they go right. is come and hang out in my living room, right? So then these people only know certain things about me. Mm-hmm. They only have certain type of access to me. If they need some water, I'm like, oh, we need some water. Can I get you some food? And I bring them things, right? Right. It's a boundary. Like, you only stay in this part of my house. Then I have my friend who comes up from Chicago, and she comes to Chicago, and she's like, "Girl, I need to put a shirt on. I don't have a shirt to wear." I'm like, "Oh, girl, go in my room and go get a shirt out of my closet. Like, wear whatever you want, right?" Mm-hmm. Or, "Oh, I got some. I got some food in the refrigerator. You want to get something out the refrigerator? You know, like mm-hmm. she can go all over my house, right? Right, because the nature of the relationship is different. So my boundaries for her are just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so just thinking through that boundaries allow people in when I want them to come in. But then I still get to remain who I am, mm-hmm. no matter where I am in the house. If I'm at the gate, if I'm on the sidewalk, if mm-hmm. I'm in my garden, mm-hmm. if I'm in my living room. if I, like The essence of who I am gets to show up right? Um, in, its, in its purity, right? And so just thinking through that, like, wh- who are the people, places, and things that I need to have boundaries with um, that I can set those boundaries? And then I guess, like, more importantly, when I think about this season of my life, And going back to your word of, like, I guess I'm adding your word, added to your word, protecting my own emotional energy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and wanting to show up with a certain amount of emotional energy. Um, I'm thinking through what are the things, like, what do I need to say no to in order to, like, maximize the energy that I do have Mm -hmm. when I know I'm going to have it? Like, I think before we started, you were saying, like, oh, yeah, Joy, you have to recognize that, like, now that you're pregnant, like there are certain times of the day that like yeah. <laughs> you may have the most energy and then at the end of the day, you don't have any energy. And I'm like, yes, like I'm, I'm figuring that out again and and that's all different, right? And so mm-hmm. me remembering that part of my boundaries is recognizing when am I going to have the best of me and who, who's going to get that part of me? Right. And if I want that to be my family or, or whatever, like how do I protect that? And mm-hmm. um, So one of the boundaries that I've had more recently is there are, like I said, there's like so many things I've already committed to from now until October and I've I've like been praying about that and I've told myself and i told myself like I don't think I can say yes to anything else. And my mm-hmm. husband's like, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I said that, but I didn't like really believe that. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but like okay, like, if I can do it it'll be. And every time I've tried to just like say yes to something else, mm-hmm. it just literally didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I think that God is like, gee, you ain't doing nothing yes. else outside of what you've already said. Yes. This is a good plan. Let's do this. Stop playing. Mm-hmm. And and it's just been really it's been really hard. Even when I've wanted to say yes to other stuff, it literally just did not work out for me right. to say yes. And I'm like, Okay, well, guess I gotta do that thing that I said I was gonna do and not say yes because I can't say yes. Um and that's okay. And it's okay to not to not say yes. But I think I feel like maybe we said this earlier when we were, like, just talking about there's, like, a fear of not saying yes. Right. Of, like, am I not enough? Well, maybe will I miss on, out on something mm-hmm. or whatever? And, like, I have to deal with that part of me.
0: Right. The acceptance thinks, part. Yeah.
1: Can I accept my own boundary?
0: hmm Which is easier to do if what I heard from you in, like, your – vision, the visual that you use with the house and the gate, which I love, is that strong sense of self, right? Mm. Um, And when you do have that sense of self, it's easier to create, to choose whether or not I open the gate today or whether or not I don't open the gate.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
0: The latest edition of The R Word, a podcast that explores reparations role in racial, social, and economic justice, features an interview with Propaganda about his art and the impact that songs like Playing With Fire and What Do You Know About Grace have had on us. Tweeted
1: about it. Don't be so Come from eastern side of Los Angeles, pretty ethnically diverse as far as like predominantly Mexican and, and uh, Filipino. So I kind
0: of grew up in a pretty kind of tri-cultural space, you know, during some of the bigger movements in L.A. around hip hop, uh, skate, skateboarding, all that. So it's really, really cool, really cool time to be alive. The R Word podcast available now at KUAF.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome back, y'all. Yeah, I like what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. and I, But I think that's like most of the work, though, which why it's so hard when we work with our clients. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, like when our clients come in to therapy, oftentimes they are there to work on a stronger sense of self, mm-hmm. a stronger sense of identity. And I think mm-hmm. that's why when we talk about boundaries with our clients, they squirm. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's our work. That's our work of like supporting them and helping them in that process of Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like, who are you? Mm -hmm. Um, Who do you want to be and how do you want to show up? I I really like how Brene Brown talks about boundaries. She talks Mm -hmm. about, she uses like this big acronym. She talks about that boundaries are big stands for boundaries, I stands for, um, Integrity and G stands for generosity, mm-hmm. and she talks about how I have boundaries because it allows me to live out of like my integrity. And she explains how integrity is like um, my identity, like mm-hmm. who I am at my core, and and then it allows me to like be more generous with mm-hmm. like who I am and my time and how I show up in the world. Right. And so oftentimes I like try to explain that concept to my clients. They're like, "Yo, like boundaries actually." allow me, especially when I'm setting up boundaries in relationships, they put an emphasis on the care and the mm-hmm. importance of this relationship. Like, I care about right. this relationship so much that I have to tell you how far mm-hmm. and what you can and cannot and, like, what I will and will not allow because it protects the integrity of our relationship. Right. Like, if I have want to show up as, like, a compassionate and kind joy, then, like, I have to have some boundaries around mm-hmm. how we engage. And and now if you can't, like, respect or honor those boundaries, then that, that tells me how to move. Right, <laughs> and right. I move differently and I differently and I do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. But boundaries in and of themselves, they do protect the relationships and they don't have mm-hmm. to be a wall. Right. I don't have to build this, like, stone castle. Um, but it does, it can be a gate. And mm-hmm. I can redefine my boundaries as often as I need to. Um, and especially, like, so, like, my example, right, like, in this season of my life, I'm like, I can't do nothing else. <laughs> Until I had this baby. Right. And then even after that, I was like, tell him my husband, I'm like, I don't even want to work. <laughs> He's like, I'm thinking, baby. I'm, I'm like, because like, Mercy's still so little. Mercy's like, <laughs> what did I have? Right. Right. I don't want to do anything. And my husband's like, okay, it's okay. <laughs> He's like, we'll figure it all out. I'm like, okay, like, I want to work, <laughs> but like, I don't want to. He's like, I know, I know what you mean. And you know, all this stuff, right? I'm just, I'm just like, automatically. Like oh my gosh, and what's mm-hmm. gonna be next? And then and so like I need my people in my life to like slow me down and whatnot. But I'm just thinking about like, well, realistically, if I'm welcoming a baby,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like there will be a period that I won't ha- I won't be able to work, right? And then I won't be able to. As much as I love speaking <laughs> engagements, I probably like realistically. I was like realistically, I can't do any more speaking engagements until next year August. <laughs> He's like. He's like, yeah, that's exactly what that means, mm-hmm. bro. Like, you gonna have to slow down. I'm yes. <laughs> so like, yo, that's wild. I don't like that, you know. And and then I'm like, the other side of me is like, yo, but you have this like cute little baby, and that's gonna be so much fun. <laughs> like, this is all of that's gonna be okay. You're you gonna know? want to slow You're down. You're gonna want. I'm gonna want that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want the speaking stuff. I want this cute little thing, right? Mm-hmm. So. And
0: that's what often happens with boundaries, right? Yes. Like, it's so scary and it can be so intimidating trying to set them. But once you set them and you're there within that gate, um, yeah. it feels good. Like, yeah. it'll feel natural.
1: And you benefit, right? Yes, So the yeah. boundaries actually have a benefit mm-hmm. to the phrase from Black Twitter, <laughs> protecting your peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, to legitimately protect your peace, right. like, you need a boundary, Um you need to be able to communicate expectations of what you need and what you don't mm-hmm. need. It's, and then recognizing that it's just a season. Right. Like, I often like to think about life and, like, these things just happen in seasons. And this is for now. Right. Not forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and for now, this is exactly what right. I
0: need. Mean. Right. And I also like what you said about um Brene Brown's acronym big because oftentimes Mm -hmm. what comes up when you think about boundaries is like I'm selfish I'm selfish I'm selfish so even using that big acronym which basically is just saying you have to pour into your own cup Mm. before you can pour into (laughs) others um and so that's a nice reframe on even setting boundaries is like I have to do this in order to be able to care for the people that I care about and to care for others
1: yeah, mm-hmm. and to care for people well, Yeah, well, I should mm-hmm. stop and pour into my own cup before I just keep pouring from something that's empty.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's not my best self right. for anybody. Right. Right. And, I, and I, I mean, that would mean I'm probably not doing my work with integrity, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm pro- right. Mm-hmm. And so like, ugh, when you start messing up all those things, then it's like, ugh, I should have went back. Just went back to the boundary. Went back to my line. Went back to my gate. Went back to the right. <laughs> these things should fall in these places for a reason,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's okay. Um, recently I've been talking to my brother about. So I, you know, I'm I'm almost 35, and so apparently when you're almost 35 and you about to have a baby, there's lots of like risk factors for having yes. a baby. Yes,
0: <laughs> you're considered high risk. Do they yeah, still call like, it that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: My, my doctor, she's so great. She was like, statistically speaking, you're considered high risk, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, but that's just based on statistics, and mm-hmm. I need to tell you that, and I just want you to know that, like, I don't think you're high risk. was <laughs> Like, okay. And she's like, I just want you to know, like, the numbers. This is what the numbers tell me. And so this is what we're going to do to make sure that you're okay, mm-hmm. and you can deliver a healthy baby, all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's really supportive, but... I love that that framework because she just basically is like, I'm going to think about like what are all the barriers that could come up mm-hmm. to you have an healthy baby. Right. Um, and I was recently talking to my brother and telling him some of the the things that could come up of like the high risk factors, and he's like, "Yo, okay. So, like, what do we need to do? And like, what's your plan? How do you want to like?" like start working now to try to like take care of your body and and protecting your energy and all this stuff and i was telling him and he's like okay well i want you to think about what's an obstacle what is the what is an obstacle that can come up that Mm -hmm. can keep you from maintaining the plan that you just made and he's like i was like yo but like okay where's that coming from he said he talked about he told me like the story about michael phelps michael phelps um when he was getting ready to train for the Olympics, he noticed that the more he, he trained, like sometimes his, his um, goggles would fill up with water.
0: Mm.
1: And so he practiced uh, swimming the whole length of the pool with his eyes closed. In the event that his goggles would fill up with water while he was at the Olympics, <laughs> he just mm-hmm. couldn't see. Right. And so he had knew just the exact amount of like strokes it took from mm-hmm. the moment that his, his goggles filled up back and forth. And so he was like, when Michael Phelps tells the story, he's like, the way he won was with his eyes closed mm-hmm. because he had prepared for right. the obstacle. And I was like, yo, that's really deep. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so when I was talking to my brother. I was like... You yo, I'm, like, writing this down while we talking. Like, we had our Sagas, and I'm making all these notes. And he's like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, yo, like, yo, I be feeling sick, and I will be wanting to go walking, but I will be feeling so sick. And now I'm like, I need to have my little candy with me so, like, I can deal with the obstacle of being sick, but I know I want to go walk. And he's like, yeah, yo, that's a good idea. <laughs> you know, and so I'm just, like, I'm just hearing, I'm like, yo, if Michael Phelps can do it. <laughs> you know, like, obviously he's way more cooler than me but I'm like yo like that is a great idea like mm-hmm. how do I plan for the barriers I love that, that preparing for up. the
0: obstacles because
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, oftentimes I think what we see is the obstacles and, and that it. can be immobilizing right like yeah here it is this big mountain there's no way but if you're preparing for it you can get up the mountain because you brought all the water that you need
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah right. yeah
0: I love that yeah. That's why Michael Phelps is the goat when it comes to swimming. I mean, seriously.
1: Right. I mean, <laughs> <the> <laughs> with his eyes closed. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, I was just dead. But, like, I just think that's so important. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I hope that, like, for our listeners, like, I know that the fall can be a time of, like, major transition. And I don't know. If, if we have listeners who are also trying to say, like, how do I protect my peace? How do I protect my emotional energy? we hope that you like take a moment to think about what are the obstacles that could come up to keep you from maintaining the boundary
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I like what you said earlier though like giving people hoping that people rem- remember that the boundary is okay, is good and saying no or saying yes or saying later doesn't always have to have guilt associated with it or shame and even if it does
0: mm-hmm.
1: can you sit with the those feelings and honor those feelings right? right like we say this all the time especially that episode we talked about emotions right like mm-hmm. emotions are just signals from your body <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah for comfort it's a signal that you have a need and and shame and guilt it's just a signal and so like what what does shame and guilt want you to really understand right and can you come back and give that shame and that guilt so much more compassion right so much more grace it makes sense that I feel this way about this because maybe it's my kids. My kids are really important to me mm-hmm. and I really want to show up for them. I really want my, like when you were saying like your son to see you smiling and to, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's like, that, that almost made me cry. Like that's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, of mm-hmm. course we want our kids to like remember us. Right. It's like rooting them on. Yes. And so, yeah. So when that shame and that guilt comes up, it has good reasons for being there.
0: You can almost expect it to be there, especially if you're just now you getting used to it. setting boundaries. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
1: probably going to be a common obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And so we're saying the best way to do that is maybe like even thank your body. Mm-hmm. Right. Because even I think even the shame and guilt is a way to protect maybe. I don't know. Like how that connects with attachment. Mm. It probably does. Well,
0: that can be. There's. A lot of layers there, especially mm-hmm. if you start thinking about trauma, which we're not going to get
1: into. But yeah, like there's so many reasons for mm-hmm. shame and guilt to yeah. come up. Yeah, yeah,
0: the violation of boundaries.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nobody's mm-hmm. ever kept m- protecting mm-hmm. my boundaries before. Right? How can I? Yes, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. My so body
0: doesn't even recognize. My body boundary. doesn't
1: recognize. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope for our listeners, right? Like I shared a little bit of my story, which. There's probably none of our listeners are having a baby, so it's totally fine if y'all not having a baby. But maybe boundaries still make sense to you. <laughs> and maybe this whole idea of like like, there will be obstacles. Mm-hmm. Something will keep me from enforcing my boundary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And maybe some of that thing is me. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like me wanting to say yes. <laughs> right. yeah. Like, no, I can't say. It. Yeah. You can right. be your own obstacle.
0: You can be I your don't own know, an Yeah.
1: Obstacle. Right. I'm not well, um, I'm wondering—we uh, didn't do this when we started—but I'm wondering, like as we end, what does your body feel now? As we end, maybe we should flip that this season. Um, Talk about what we feel at the end.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Michael Phelps. Thank you, Michael. Thank Phelps. you, Joy's brother, for sharing that with her. <laughs> Thank you, Jasper. <Jessica. laughs> Because um, that just being prepared for the obstacle, Mm -hmm. I love that. And I actually feel very empowered by that. Right? You know, because I think about, I do it in little ways. Like, okay, we're going to, like, pack most of the lunch tonight yeah. Have the clothes out that we're going to wear, all those things. Like, that's preparing for the obstacle.
1: Absolutely. Because who
0: knows what the morning's going to look like, right? Because I'm going to forget. Right, right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, just being more intentional in other areas of doing that. Like, how mm-hmm. can I prepare for the obstacle rather than seeing the obstacle as something that is just, like, it stops me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think what you said about being immobilized. hmm That's real. Yeah. Sometimes when those obstacles happen. Mm-hmm. This real
0: so my body's feeling very like empowered like mm-hmm. i can do this i can face august well august is almost over it is. so <laughs> well yeah i can face september october you can face the yes, fall yes yes yes
1: yeah. you can face these whatever transitions mm-hmm. are going to happen um yeah my body doesn't feel sick right now so that's really good and it's <laughs> a win it is a win <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i feel good i do i feel uh i feel the energy mm-hmm. i feel energi- energized and i think there's like a lot of reasons why we're face to face we're in person all these things um but i do feel energized to be like okay i can do this right i can have a healthy pregnancy i can have a healthy baby and i can do it, all the things that i can do on this side of it to be ready
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so yeah i feel i feel energized
0: yeah and so i hope our listeners did too if i'm mm-hmm. being transparent I was dreading this topic because I'm like, no, the summer went by too quick. Like, I need more time. Like, this is, I'm, I'm negative about this. But now, like, in talking about this, like, I'm so glad that we did because of that, mm-hmm. because of what we just said, preparing for the obstacles. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope other people and our listeners just feel empowered by that. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks, y'all, for listening. Thank you. I like how you brought that in at the end. Oh, good job.
0: A little bit of transparency. Yeah. I'm Denisha Simpson.
1: And I'm Dre McGowan.
0: And you've been listening to the Resilient Black Women podcast. You can learn more about us and our work at resilientblackwomen.org.
1: And if you like this episode, share it with a friend or two. Tell us what you think. We love reading reflections from our listeners. We hope you join us again. Bye, y'all.